Moscow. Hello and welcome to the Rebel Health Academy podcast. Super excited to have you here um, for today. All right, I'm just going to give our welcome. In the spirit of reconciliarization, the acknowledgement to the traditional custodians of the country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea and community, we pay, pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend the respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people today. We do. Alrighty. And welcome to our guest, Will Stonehouse. Thanks for coming to join us here today, Will. No worries at all. Glad to be here. Will is a ice bath facilitator and breath work facilitator. And he is a incredible juggler. It's one of his greatest passions. And he has burst into the scene of entertainment and uh, is highly sought after. And he's had a really fascinating journey. We've had the privilege of uh, many conversations in the gym here in Coolum at Coolum Fitness. And uh, I just couldn't, couldn't wait to get Will on the show. Shout out to Coolum Fitness. You! <laughs> <laughs> and here he is. All right, so welcome. welcome aboard. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. So... Uh, we all know each other through Cool and Fitness Gym. Do you want to give us a little uh, introduction on how you guys met? Will and Will? Oh, yeah, Will and Will, the double Wills, yeah. Will so, you? Um, so we, uh, again, it was just at Cool and Fitness yeah. at the gym, and um, Pete, who was the owner then, um, said, I've got this guy coming down doing ice baths. You should come. And I'm like, yeah, I love ice baths. Right into that. <clears throat> um and then it just fell on a, a weekend that I couldn't make it. And then um, Will just started training at the gym and he was juggling and we just got chatting just the same as Tristan because he just likes a chat. Yeah. Um, and it got deep pretty quickly and we just met and I'm like, yes, this guy, I like where he's coming from. I like his ethos and how he just wants to help people. And that was just within meeting him within you know the first 10 minutes and stuff like that. So the energy that Will brings to the... Um, the entertainment industry and the health industries, um, we're lucky to have a, a guy like this. So I'm super excited for you guys to uh, hear his story and, um, yeah. And uh, just when I arrived today, uh, I was a bit late actually and uh, I arrived and caught Will Stonehouse with Will Harvey uh, having a little juggling session. This this really is your one love, Will, isn't it? It is. It comes with me everywhere yeah. I go. So, yeah, literally, yeah. it's pretty rare to see me without my juggling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just got it in a nice yeah. little bag that he just uh, carries around yeah. with him. <laughs> so most people carry around a lot of baggage and you carry around your passion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. So what is in this little bag of passion? So the bag that I have sitting next to me right now has five juggling clubs in there um, and six juggling balls and of course my speaker to provide the uh, vibes so I can practice um, just musical stuff and just um, it helps me focus a bit more and um, yeah literally like if I've just got 10-20 minutes spare and I'm waiting for someone I'll just hop out in a car park wherever I am and just blast some music and start juggling just literally wherever I am just don't care anymore what people think if they think that's weird that's good on them so I I love it, you know, I want to be that standout mm. everywhere I go, and yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that, but like, if you can see uh, someone juggle, and uh, Will can juggle pretty well, um, I don't think you sort of go, what a weirdo, or anything like that, you're just like in awe of like, how the hell 
Does he do that? Yeah. How are there so many balls in the air and yeah. how do those sticks move like that? <laughs> I used to, um, exactly the way I used to think, I was so fascinated with jugglers ever since I first saw one. I was just like, that, that's superhuman. How, how is someone throwing, like you said, several objects in the air and, and timing it perfectly and catching it? And I was always just so fascinated by it. I was like, oh, they're just gifted. You know, but now I've realised, as I've learned about juggling, it's everyone can do it. Mm. It's capable and your brain just starts to change the way you, you can train this brain to do anything and um, it's incredible. And now I've realised, yeah, juggling can, we can all achieve it on whatever level you want with the work you're willing to put in. So it's incredible. And how can you say that with so much confidence? That people can learn it? That anyone can learn it. Because I was, the, the, I was probably one of the worst jugglers I saw when I first started. When I started, and I teach people um, all the time to learn, what took me a week to learn, I'll teach them in like 20 minutes. So that's why I know they can be just as good as me, if Mm. not better, because I was just shithouse at it and um, really struggled. So yeah, so everyone's just okay. As long as you've got arms and a brain, man, you're ready ready to go. Yeah, you're ready to go. He seems pretty confident with this. Um. (laughs) It's just who's got the determination too. That's all it is, is willingness to, to do it. Same with the surfer skateboard or whatever we can all do it but you just gotta be willing to do the repetition you certainly got me hooked i spent my year 10 uh high school time juggling um one of my mates in horticulture was uh juggling he'd been to london for a little while and learned a few party tricks yeah and um i couldn't resist but try and jump in on that the teacher left us alone for 45 minutes to an hour and a half every horticulture class and said do this i'm going yeah (laughs) so uh yeah it was a, a good bit of practice. It so is. when I saw you in the gym, I couldn't resist but get a yeah. few tips. Yeah, it's sick, man. And, it's, it's um, unreal. Buy some of your uh, awesome juggling balls. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hooked. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Incredible. So, you know, it didn't, it didn't all start out with juggling. Obviously, you were in awe of these people that could do this stuff. Yep. Um, when was that that you had this sense of oh, amazement? With juggling? Yeah, with juggling, yeah. So there was a guy, um, his name's Connor, and um, he was, yeah, he's, he's a really good juggler. And I saw him on the coast one day, uh, like on Instagram, and I saw he um, I saw he's had this whole page of juggling and all this stuff he was doing. And I was like, that's insane. I was like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. And then I just, it's like something just got lit inside me. I was like, I'm going to learn that. And that ADHD addictive side of me kicked in and it's like, Right, he wants to learn juggling. That's number one priority. Yeah, <laughs> breathing, juggling. It was like, <laughs> yeah, literally like that's what it, start, it didn't start like that, but it started forming. And then as it got on, and I realised that I can do it. And those limiting, uh, the biggest thing about juggling is it removes a lot of limiting beliefs and restores self belief through the roof and confidence. That's why I'm so passionate about it because that's the way it has changed my life. Through um, has knocked down so many limiting beliefs in my brain. I realised. We are all capable of achieving whatever we want in this life if you're willing to put the work in. Because there's so many tricks where I was just like, I can't do that. And I'm already throwing that limiting belief. I can't do that. How do you do that? And then all of a sudden, you stick to that trick for a month or two. And then he goes, holy shit, my brain just developed something that understands how to do this because I, I wanted it bad enough and I had enough determination. And now it's happening more and more and then I'm just like you can do whatever you want in this life but what are you willing to put in for it yeah so that's why I've become so passionate about it and um ever since then like I said not to saw Connor doing it um Mm. 
I just started chipping away at it and just started getting momentum from there and then it just became full jug addiction. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, but, I like that. The jug addiction. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's just like anything in life, isn't it? You, you've you been dropping some good nuggets in there that, you know, if you, you put your mind to it and you stick at it and you work at it and you're patient with it and stuff like that, it'll start working out yep. and you'll, you'll start breaking through those walls. Um... Or balls <laughs> um, to, to, to get where you want to go in life. And yep. and like you said, so many people out there just tell themselves they can't do it, whether it's in their, like they want to change careers, they yep. want to get healthy, um, they want to learn a new skill. You might start off and then you, all of a sudden, and I'll stick my hand up, I still do it today. Um, you'll go to do something and it's a little bit hard and you're like, oh, stuff that and won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you... Or just put it off and put it, put off, it yeah. aside mm. another day. It mm. is. It, and that's the hard part. Like with, with anything we first start, you, any anything we first start in this life, you've got to overcome that. Like I tell people, if you just juggle for a month straight, you will overcome that first bit mm. of momentum. But it's like you've got to be willing to do that. It's like, you know, I, I started doing a little bit of dancing because I, I had a fear around dancing. So I started doing a bit of dancing and... You know, just starting that momentum is, is hard. Like I got through three weeks of it and just sort of said, nah, because my all or nothing personality was like, okay, you're not going to go all in on this. So just don't do it at all. But it's like, if I just overcome that for a few more weeks, I might've got that momentum started, but you've just got to be wanting it bad enough. So like, like I said, we can all become great at anything, Yeah. but it's what do you want? To, and that's why not many people have that desire to juggle. But if you do, like I said, yeah, you can get crazy good at it so i um i heard that uh juggling activates the gray matter in your brain it does, yeah yeah increases gray matter yep, yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah creates all new new neural connections in the brain improves intelligence um promotes reading skills you know in, increased reaction time hand-eye coordination everyone mm. knows about spatial awareness increased focus, focus so many things so much um stress relief puts you in the present moment um, releases that much dopamine that's why I got addicted to it because of the way it makes me feel is like only other jugglers that have juggled for a, quite a while understand the high that it brings like when people first start juggling you get a high from it like you do you feel great like even before you yeah, yeah, notice out there laughing mucking around yeah you feel connecting good new path like the yep. neural pathways were firing They're thinking man yeah, yeah, yeah your brain hurts when you're I'm first like, doing it yeah I'm like how do I throw that I know how to juggle balls right but he had uh, what are they called the again clubs yep. the clubs and I'm like, man, I can juggle three balls, but I can't even juggle two clubs. And I'm like thinking, like my brain just wasn't able to comprehend how to throw it and mm-hmm. catch it and stuff. And then obviously it started working and firing and I sort of got it by the end. Yeah, you did. But yeah, like you yeah. can feel it like happening at the time. It hurts. Like, yeah, 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 it hurts. It's, it's pain. Oh, Especially like when you feel like you've got some uh, coordination and you're like, oh man, I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> and really then I go to throw it again and I throw it with the different hand thinking I was going to throw it with the same hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it actually really hurts your brain when you're first learning a new difficult trick like mm. and that's where that growth is it's mm. like a pump yeah, it's in your the, brain the uncomfort mm, it really is and um that's where you're you're learning that mm. mental toughness to overcome that and not mm. let that beat you down because it feels unachievable mm. it's learning how to um yeah just overcome that so sweet yeah so you um you get your highs from um juggling now yep which is amazing how did you get to juggling then? That's so, um, yeah, that's a really good question and something we'll shed a lot of light on today was, so my, my, um, if, uh, 
Where 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 did you come from? Let's let's start from there. Like, yep, like as a kid, yep. sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's dig into this yeah. life journey. Okay, yeah. absolutely. Because you can see he's got a passion. We know how awesome he is now. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's hear let's... about how you came to be the man you are. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'd love to share this. So, I was born in Victoria. Moved here um, since I was. Where's here? Uh, to Sunshine Coast. Oh yeah. Yep. So since I was about three, I've lived here, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, pretty much lived here my whole life, essentially. And um, yeah, so life wasn't always pretty for me. Um, you know, I, I was just a normal kid growing up, always getting in a bit of trouble, um, ADHD. You know, always running in muck and getting in trouble in school and whatnot, and um, just just really didn't like learning. Like the way ADHD works is like. We have a thing that's like hyper focus. It's my strongest gift. Mm. It's like if I focus on something, you'll get one hundred and fifty percent. And if you if you not interested, you'll give negative one hundred and fifty percent. It goes in <laughs> one ear out the other, and you yeah. can't. You just don't learn because you're not interested. Is it? Uh, I'm just gonna. They say it's a bad thing to have it at school mm. or whatever, but I'm like, it must be pretty. A good thing to have because I can be so everywhere and unfocused, but you're yeah. like super focused on one thing. Yeah. Um, was that like, was it a struggle in school? With stuff you don't care about, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You need that stimulation, you need constant stimulation. So if you put me in science and social science, for example, I'd get like E's because I was just fucking around. Yeah. Whereas like woodwork, I did well at mathematics. I did, that was my strongest subject because I liked it and had everyone copying off me and whatnot and stuff. So that was my strong point, but building as well because it's hands on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then like through school, it led to, you know, like skateboarding. I was hyper-focused on that, got good at that. And then BMX riding, um, mountain biking, all that sort of stuff. So I just channel, it's it's how you channel it. Mm. If you don't channel it correctly, which I'll go into further, it will be destructive. Like I said, I needed that stimulation. So channeling it into certain things, juggling man's been a lifesaver mm. in that mm. way because it's like I channel um, my addic- addiction mm-hmm. side of me straight into that. So that's where it all started. Like my addictive personality started with skateboarding, BMXing, um, mountain bikes. And then um, as school went on towards the end of school, I started playing around with drugs and stuff like that. And um, just a little bit. And I was just smoking a bit of weed and stuff. This is where the big, big turning point in my life was. And I, I think it was the second or third time from memory I smoked weed. And I, I greened out. And if anyone knows what green out means, like it's basically you just, you had a bit too much weed that you could handle and it makes you just feel like it's just one of the most fucked feelings like and people underestimate weed but it's like if anyone's greened out here it's yeah, yeah. what does yeah. it feel like it's just like you, you, it's panic full panic and just paranoid panic attacks um you know you start vomiting at times and you just feel it's just this you know this this herb plan or whatever has just caused this and it's just like the worst feeling i've had off drugs mm. and that triggered something with inside of me that stemmed and, and created it wasn't just that night that it started this it actually put a lot of panic disorder into me for the next i can't remember how long exactly but there was a lot of panic disorder within me lots of anxiety and i was terrified you know i was going quite quite well and confident and just ripped all that away i started losing all my weight because um, i was doing gym at the time i started losing all my weight and muscle and i was just sick you know and i, and I couldn't eat 
din- some nights at dinner, I'll just get halfway through dinner and start vomiting because I was yeah. just fucking terrified of shit. You know what I mean? Um, from anxiety, not from, physically induced. Just um, like I just, I, I just or... have stories going on in my yeah. head about stuff. Just pure fear, just going through my head, and I would just start vomiting. You know what I mean? Mum and dad didn't know what the hell was going on. And I just, yeah, literally just have all these stories of shit that's just whatever going on in my head. And then I'd yeah, start vomiting. And, um, and then eventually that went on. I think it's from memory. It started to ease maybe a little bit, but it was still like I was very scared to do anything. You know what I mean? I was very like just scared of, it's the best way to put it. I was yeah. just scared of everything. Um, Why is that? Why was that? From the weed. It just triggered something, panic, just triggered panic disorder in me. It came in yeah. maybe when I greened out and then it just triggered something. That oh like that overnight it just came on, um, and then yeah life started changing and so sure enough I started playing around with a little bit more drugs after school. Can I, we just um, can we just backpedal a little? Yep. How old are you now? Oh sorry, that's a good question. Yeah, in my head I've got the number. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I was about seventeen at the time. Okay. Yeah, 16, 17, Yeah. So if we backpedal to like primary school. Yeah. What mm. was your relationship like with mum and dad? Growing up. Hmm. And do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I've got one brother. Um, and, yeah, mum and dad. Yeah, relationship. It's a good question. Like, it's hard to remember it all, but obviously there's been stuff go on somewhere along the line that's caused stuff like that for me to... Maybe the people I was hanging around as well would have thought it was cool to do to do what I was doing because it's like drugs were deemed cool and stuff like that and yeah. um but not even trying to pin the drugs on mum and dad or anyone else but yep. just to enlighten everyone like what was your relationship like with mum and dad mm. I'd say it was reasonable yeah it wasn't like bad bad yeah I wouldn't say it was anything out of the ordinary in yep. a way of like yeah I wouldn't say it was anything bad like they're still together did you um, feel loved by mum and dad Mm. Yeah, I'd say loved enough, but maybe... Actually, a good thing was Dad always wanted me to play cricket because obviously he potentially wanted to be good at cricket. And I was good at cricket. I was great at cricket. I was like the best bowler in the team, whatever, but I didn't give a shit about cricket. I just wanted to to skateboard. And the minute I could stop playing cricket, I stopped playing cricket. So that's something I guess I got forced to do in a way against... Something I didn't want to do. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Dad's just doing the best he can, yeah. and I just want to. Um, what age were you then? I would have been probably 13, 12, 13. Yeah. And how long? How long did you go? Go for cricket? I think four years. So seventeen. Ah uh, no no no! It would have been before that. I would. Right. Probably started about nine ish, ten, oh, nine yeah. ten. Went to about maybe twelve, thirteen. And the minute he said you can don't have to play anymore, I stopped. I walked off that that day. Yeah. I was literally walking to training with him, and I turned around. How'd that feel? Yeah, good, because I was like, thank fuck. I don't have to do that because I don't want to do that. I just want to skate. <laughs> and this is that, like, hyper-focus thing. It's like, you know, I was still good at it, but, like, if I'd channeled that energy into something I actually gave a shit about, yeah, you know, it's like if I'd found juggling at that age and was obsessed with it, I might not have been like this with juggling now, but if mm. I was, I would have been, you know, like, could have yep. done so much more, I believe. But Dad was just doing the best he can with the knowledge he has. So no hard feelings there at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you learn from that. I think it's awesome that your dad, you know, um, gave you the opportunity to play cricket and then recognised that 
you weren't really digging it and mm. gave you the permission to, to pull out to of it. That's awesome. There, yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. And um, it also shows you that if you don't, if you're not, if it's not your thing and you're not into it, you're not going to give 100%. Yeah, it's, it's no going to feel will. like shit. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like if you go into the same job, I'll just put it like that. Lots of people do it. They just put up with it. They go even if the you're good job. at it. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Even if you're good at it, you mm, keep going. Point. It's easy. That's you're not point. pushing your limits. You know what's on the other side. I know I need your potential. Yeah, yeah, I could be this other person, but, you know, but it scares you. Mm, that's good. Mm. yeah you're right like you're just not going to give 100% if mm. you're just not that into it and that's relationships as well like friends if you're not that into your friends or your relationships or whatever your job like you said just like realise you are worth so much more and you just have so much more potential within you like when one thing I just want to chuck in here is really important when we realise <laughs> we can have whatever we want in this life you'll stop settling for what you can get yeah so it's like, okay, well, I'm settling for these friends right now because they want me and I can get them. But it's like, if you're willing to cut them off and realize what you're worth, you can have that. And that's powerful because it's like, and that's with partners. That's a big one for me of like, stop settling for what I can get because mm. that's not what I want. And it's just like, oh, they want, I've done it with, a, I've done it with one of my partners. Man. I was with her for like four years. Mm. Shout out to her, I love her. Like she's incredible, incredible human. But because I felt like she came onto me and showed me love I just settled for it and it wasn't real but she was part of my journey she helped me heal massively mm. but also that's not what I truly wanted mm. you know, I was a different person then too but also yeah and that's so, a huge part of it honouring yourself and what you want mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's self worth man what's your self worth are you just going to settle for shit or are you going to settle for what you truly want in this yeah. life because we can have anything it's like um, our past guest John Joe, sorry. Joe Pane? Yeah, Joe Pane. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, John. Um, Joe, um, he said, when you lead from the heart, live your life through your heart, everything's easy. Mm-hmm. Which is so true, and it's like, you know, if you're going to, like, want to hang out with your mates, it's easy. It's not like you got to question it. Yeah, you don't have to force it. If it's your lover, it's easy. You don't have to force it. Yeah, you got to do some work now and then because, yeah. you know, Life, life isn't yeah yeah that's what it does that's the best thing about being on earth and in a human body is that you know you gotta you still gotta live life and and, and do all that um and yeah it, it, it is isn't it it's just yeah i think the challenges are still there and they're still real and you still experience that okay there's there's stuff to work on here yep. but it's a more engaged and easy work it's it's mm. a knowingness that like okay it's work you want to do it's, it's work i like, want to do yeah, yeah this is good like for me i'm really engaging in this and and it's really fun Mm. you know even though it's hard even though it's challenging it's fun and i'm enjoying it and oh what could i be like if i get through this how good can our relationship be Mm. yeah that's incredible love it so true so you know we love in this podcast digging into the emotions of our guests um because you know so many people they get onto a podcast when they've arrived at a certain level of self-worth or business success or relationship success or whatever it is. And quite often we talk about in, or we hear about in these podcasts, you know, how great life is and how they've overcome all this stuff. Mm. But what we really want to do in this one is dig into like what it was like before that mm. and how hard it was before that. Mm. Um, you know, because all of these tiny little small decisions... Uh, to become more, to value yourself more, 
it takes a huge amount of courage from a place of hurt and blame and um, and challenge in life. Mm. So, you know, as much as I keep pushing you to go back to yeah. what you were like as a young boy, that's, um, that's where yeah. I want to send you. Yeah. And I think yeah, um, I Will Harvey <laughs> might have the question. Uh, so yeah. how old were you when you got diagnosed with ADHD? So it's never like... I remember getting tested in grade three um, and I don't think they diagnosed me then with it. But then later on in life, I did get diagnosed with it um, and got prescription drugs for it at a lot later stage, even though I was buying them before I was prescribed as well. I was using well well before that. Um, but just sort of, it's just like you can self-diagnose as well, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. But I remember, mm. like I said, grade three, they tested it and I don't think they actually said he does have it. And also it comes down to diet a lot as well. It's a lot to do with diet. But um, so changing that, I feel like I can manage it quite well now. You know, I can concentrate and focus on different things. But um, but yeah, I definitely see the strong sides of it as well. Um, like I said, with the hyper focus and str- struggling to take shit in that I don't care about, or like at jobs, I always struggled at jobs because I just didn't care about them. But when I get on Ritalin and Dexies, I was just an animal. I could just smash it because my brain was receiving what it wanted to receive. I just vacuum all day long. You know, and I loved it because it was just like fuck, my brain's getting that hit that it needs to feel good and I can just do whatever and I was a beast but you take that away from me it was just I wonder if that would work for anyone because I really love doing some shit and stuff that I don't love I just don't Mm. do I think so I think the Ritalin really does it's pretty powerful stuff Mm. it did change my life a lot at the time did make me get through that stage of my life but it's also cooking you on the inside What, what, what age were you when you had the Ritalin? That's a good question, man. Um, fuck, when did I start using that? Maybe wasn't with her. You say um, using. A lot of people, when they are having medication, they say taking. And a lot of people, when they're doing drugs, they say using. Mm. I don't know if that's a common theme. Is that how you feel about it? Like you? Were yeah, you- I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> say it's using drugs. You know what I mean? Like... It, it it's speed <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean yeah, it's yeah. like it's not yeah. like it's like you know taking a medication's like you have a Panadol it relieves pain it takes your headache away it's not giving you any other effect mm. taking Ritalin is essentially using speed like it's the same thing it's like yeah. you're it's taking medical the, speed it's medical speed yeah if anything better because it's the quality yeah, you know exactly what you're getting and that's why I love pharmaceutical drugs and I was so addicted to them because I loved quality mm. and I'd get quality every single time. You know, that Valium said five milligram Valium, take four of them, I've got 20 milligrams coming straight in, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, I know exactly what I'm getting. So, mm. um, whereas you can go buy a speed on the street and it's like, you don't know what the hell you're getting. So, yeah, so that's why that was my weapon of choice was pharmaceuticals. So, yeah. so um, you were how old when you started taking that? So, I would have been. Outside, I remember when I, uh, it started when I first went to the doctor because to get on top of that anxiety and that stress was getting bad. Let's say 18, 19-ish, I'm going to say. I can't remember exactly. I wish I'd written this shit down. Um, <laughs> but I started taking antidepressants and then that's when he first prescribed me because I did say, can you give me something to help relieve the, the pain now to... Um, because I think the antidepressants from memory take like a week or two or even mm. longer to start working. And he gave me a box of Valiums. Let's just say, yeah, it would have been between 18 and 20. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And he gave me the Valiums, and I started taking the antidepressants, and I had like, I think I had one or two Valiums that mm. day, and only two milligram ones. Mm. And I had it, and I felt, I just felt normal. I was like, fuck, like whatever you want to see normal as, I just felt like I can just get on with my life, I can just do. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Like I've been seeking this for years because I felt so fucked from the weed and the panic and all that shit. Mm. And then that side of me kicked in. I was like, you've taken two, you feel great. That's a really good level you're sitting on. Let's take a shitload more and see what happens. And I ended up taking like 14, like the first day I'd ever had them. And I was <laughs> 14? 14, yeah. In the sitting or in the day? Uh, within probably like half an hour. Maybe. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's... I don't know what one is, but well, that just sounds like a lot. It is, it was. That's like 28 milligrams. I didn't knock, knock you on your ass. It knocked <laughs> me on my ass. And I was on the shower floor just like legless. Nice. And um, yeah, and I was just sitting there like, and I was just like, okay, all right. And I do, I've done that so many times. I've learned through some lessons like that. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a, there's a, there is a little bit of a um, thing happening there. Um, you smoke too much weed. Greened out. Had panic attacks. He's just got his Ritalin. Taken 14 within half no, an no, hour. No, no, the Valium. The Valium, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 14 and a half, or half an About hour. half an hour. Never anyway. had them before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's- there's a... There's a pattern there. There's definitely a pattern there, and you'll see it throughout this podcast. I'll talk more of it, um, and it and it does, and it's learning how to control that and use it for good. It's like, okay, we're going to get into juggling. Like, let's go nuts on it. Yeah, and that's a healthy thing, or exercise, or running, or whatever it may be. It's like I can use that for good now and go hard at that and excel at that really mm. fast, mm. as opposed to, oh, here's something that's bad for you. Let it just be destructive. Yep. So. So after that, I realized I didn't do that again after, like not at that stage anyway. Like I didn't do it the next day. Like I realized, okay, that, well, that didn't work out great. So I'd still take them. And then after that day, I, I literally just felt addicted because I was like, that's what I've been looking for. Ever since that day, I felt the anxiety and panic. I was like, that's what I need right now. And I couldn't see mm-hmm. any other way. Yep. We didn't have the tools we have today. We didn't have the breath work. It was there, but like, I didn't know about it. Breath work, ice baths, juggling. Yeah. And, and where... Because it, it is true, like all that stuff that you mentioned and you mentioned before, nutrition is a massive mm-hmm. part Huge, of it, and it yeah. is. And so you've gone to the doctor, psychologist or doctor? Ah, uh, it's just a doctor, yeah. And yep. said, look, I'm having these problems. Yep. Did they go through any of that? No, they just go, they just go, okay, this is what you need. They don't, they don't diagnose the problem, they just band-aid it. They don't look at your diet, they don't look at your exercise, they don't care about anything. They're, they're, they're trained to, to um, in medic like to, to medicate to yeah. medicate yeah yeah, yeah. So that's med- what they're trained in they're not, yeah i've had one doctor in my whole time um reach out and say like it all starts in the gut and i was like cool give me my valium i mm. don't care <laughs> <laughs> but i was like i did listen and i was like okay this guy's just made some sense and good on him but also i'm a drug addict i was a drug addict at the time and it's like just give me my riddle because that's all i care about you know what yeah. i mean whereas with that growth mindset now it's like oh cool this guy knows how to fix the problem Let's start doing it. But yeah, I just wanted to have my eyes on one thing at the time, what I wanted. And um, yeah. So, but um, yeah, it was definitely, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been an interesting journey. So, and um, yeah. Absolutely. So, this addiction to Valium and 
Did you have an addiction to Ritalin as well? Yeah, absolutely. There were several drugs I was addicted to at once. Um, So, yeah. So, can you tell us a bit about how you fed that and what that experience was like for you? At one stage, it just starts spiraling. You start using drugs to combat drugs. So, it's like, okay, I was addicted to stimulants. And then you take too many stimulants through the day, you start getting a bit wired. Um, and yeah, you start getting a bit too wired. So I'd take Valiums through the day and then I'd usually come home from work, whatever I was doing at the time. And I wanted to get high in a way, like I was high, but I wanted to get like, you know, higher. So I'd maybe smoke a little bit of weed at the time, or I'll take some painkillers or, you know, I just, just, it was just a combination of drugs every day. Um, yeah, essentially when I was waking up in the mornings, it was like roll out of bed. You know, you haven't even really felt into your body. Roll out, open my drawer, double drop some Ritalins, wait for them to hit me, get out of bed, and I'd feel great. Mm. feel like I do now, but using Ritalin. And then you just get on with your day. So, And is it like what I've heard, like your body adapts to it and you need to have more to feel good yep. as you like you get used to it? Absolutely. Tolerance with everything. It's just like coffee. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's times, which I've mentioned on the other podcasts, like... Yes, I was a drug addict, but also I wasn't, um, would you say the words binging? Like I wasn't flat out, I was consistent, Mm. very consistent, but I wasn't binging. So like say one day I might have one Valium and then maybe once a week, once a fortnight, I might smash it and have like 10 or something, like stronger ones. Um, And then maybe like once a week I'd get a bit more, use a bit more Ritalin and Coke or something like just to get really fucked up. But I wouldn't do it every day because I knew that that tolerance builds and i'm like i can't sustain that if i'm smashing it getting fucked up every day Mm. i can't sustain that so i used it in a quite a smart manner Mm -hmm. so the doctors actually prescribed eight a day ritalin i'd use like six you know and then i'd have maybe coffee as well and maybe take other drugs or something so i was like yeah because eight's a fucking lot man like Mm, and that's coming from me eight's a lot like and when you do have that many you're really wired hey like and it's like you can't i don't think that's sustainable like so like I'm gone spacked right now. <laughs> like, like I know, like, people get, like, prescribed this and stuff, and I haven't really sat down and really, like, you know, gone through it like this. Yeah. For a doctor who never looked at any p- other part of your life... Yeah. ...is giving you eight riddle in a day. Yeah. That's it's what they described. fucked. Yeah. Completely yeah. fucked. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, because that's just what they're told. I'm pretty sure that's for most people that are prescribed it. I'm pretty sure that's what they yeah, it's, give it's, you. Everything's pretty standard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Men, yeah. women. Yeah. There, there, you go. Go. there you go. How do you I, ever get to know yourself and feel into what's actually going you're on? You're just wired, man. And I'll just be sitting there, and even my partner pointed out at the time, I'll just be sitting there, and I'm like, oh, time to take another one. I'll just take one. We're doing fucking nothing. It's just like, because I was just like taking them for the sake of taking them. Because I'm just like, my brain just likes to feel that way. And I wasn't doing, it's just, it's just numbing, man. It's just suppressing everything. It's like not looking into anything. It's just Band-Aid. It's just chucking Band-Aid on top of Band-Aid mm, with yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, and that was with all the drugs. Like I wasn't feeling any any emotions because I didn't have the tools. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's, that's right. why I want to teach what I teach part. now is because it's like, fuck, I can save you so many years off your life. So you don't have to go down that path because, hey, Will, get off this, try, tr- jump in an ice bath. An ice bath activates norepinephrine and dopamine. Guess what Ritalin and dexamphetamine work on? Norepinephrine and dopamine. And that's mm. why I got so addicted to ice baths. That mm. addiction fell straight into ice, ice mm. exposure because it gave me that hit. And I was like, this is what I've been fucking looking for my whole life. 
after an ice bath and I was like where was this shit mm. you know it's uncomfortable but it made me feel better mm. and the, the, the effect compounds in a positive way Ritalin like you can have it once whatever no real problem but like if you do it for a year straight it's compounding negative yeah whereas an ice bath if you do an ice bath every day for a year straight that compounds positive your immune system's getting stronger your mental toughness your discipline mm. um your vascular system's getting stimulated your your energy's getting good you know and you're getting younger and just healthier mm. so it's mm. like which one do you want to do one's easy one's instant gratification one's delayed gratification obviously the ice bath's delayed because you're uncomfortable as hell for a few minutes and then you feel amazing ritalin's like roll out of bed take them instant gratification feel great then you pay for it mm, so mm. it's like always seek that delayed gratification in life it's just going to the gym you know that first you know your half an hour hour session whatever you do is uncomfortable but you get muscle gain from that you feel good after it you don't mm. like yeah you do feel good during it but also it's tough mm. so as you feel good know, after it and then you get the two to three days of pain and yeah it's like but it's <laughs> that's growing. the test yeah, it's, it's like are you willing to go through this and yeah, keep going yep, yep. And yeah. it compounds, man. That compounds. That's how, that's how you got so bloody jacked on it. You know what I mean? It's Did I? Same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's it. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I've heard this saying, is there a bad drug or is there just a drug being prescribed incorrectly? Um, they have their place. Don't get me wrong. Like, some people that just aren't willing. That's a really good question, by the way. Um... They definitely have their place, man, but it is using it incorrectly. Like I said, like that Ritalin and the Valium got me through a time in my life. Like, mm. let's just say, fuck, I might not have been here today. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? If mm. I'd not found the person I found that helped me at whatever age, maybe 23, 24, 25, when they started helping me, if that person hadn't been there and I was suffering through all that shit, I was going, fuck, who knows? I could have next myself. Who knows? Mm. Because mm. that was just what's the word debilitating or whatever it's just like it was fucking mental torture at times and if i'd been through that without say the valiums to numb that and help me get through this stage i needed to and the ritalin to help me get through Mm, mm. so yeah i think it has a place but also there is also always an alternative Mm. it's not necessary but if you have no other tools no one around you no other knowledge of what to do it can pull you out of a tight spot yeah yeah definitely and it's like the last drugs i ever used was oxycodone which i was heavily addicted to too when i could get my hands on it was i used it with my consciousness like i was a lot more conscious than i ever was when i was using drugs but i used it because i had a motorbike accident Mm. it still triggered a lot of shit in me and brought out some demon stuff but also it was um it had use man because i was in pain so it's like okay well let's use this for a different intent your mm. attention behind it are you using the drug to get high or are you using it for a legitimate reason so mm. like yeah. i was using the valiums to numb shit instead yeah. of like okay i'm actually having an anxiety attack i'm going to take one because i don't know how to deal with it yeah, yeah that's got its place thing. yeah so yeah and it's and it's um it's like any it's like the with psychedelics coming out and stuff now mdma um, you know, can put you in a place used correctly. Marijuana, again, yep. I'm a massive advocate of um, when used correctly, it's sweet, it does its job. But at the same time, like any drug, it gets you if you haven't dealt with your demons. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's your intention behind it, for sure. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's definitely like, what are you using it for? Like, it's people that are drinking, like, say you're going out and you're having a beer with your mates for their birthday, you know, you only want to have two or three beers, but you're doing it in a, like, your 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 intentions, we're going to celebrate. 
that's different to we're going to go out and party and get fucked up. Yeah. It's two totally different effects, believe mm. it or not. This is all tied into energy flow. Mm. And this is big because it's like, yeah, if you just want to suppress your emotions and hide what you're feeling and just go party and get loose, that's going to mess you up. But if yeah. you're actually going out for a sensible, you know, just a couple yeah, of drinks yeah. and, yeah, it's a totally yeah. different effect. It is, yeah. And, and, and it's, a different, it's a different reflection too. Like at the end of the occasion of drinking, um, if your intention was to celebrate, you can review the next day and go, how do I feel? Did I celebrate? Yeah. Could I have celebrated mm. off six instead of ten? Yeah. Was yep. ten a good number? Or Yeah, for sure. You know, how do I want to feel the next day as Did well? I get carried away? Yeah. I know I always had that thing where I would get carried away. So it's yeah. like, and I just stay away from it. Yeah, and make new choices or make the same choices over again? Yeah, and learn the lesson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> Hopefully it, yeah. learn the lesson. Yeah. Some people Yeah, I noticed don't. the difference when I was taking it... Um, in a state where I was numbing yep. and didn't want to like just numb in life. And then on the other hand, I've, I now know how to use it as a tool to take go in, in, take go in, in what will, sorry. What, uh, it could be marijuana, it could be mushrooms, it could be more of the psychedelic stuff to then go, okay, well, what's, what can I, what can I see? Like I can mm. sit down and do breath work and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like, well, what, what do I need to see? Yeah. And go inwards and actually, look with inside myself and and use it that way and try and uh, self-help like help me like you know because it can be an internal compass it can help you that way but then it's completely different when you're using it to just numb everything and not deal with the problem with, with the problem yeah and if you don't want to look at the problem like uh, especially with the psychedelics the problem will come out in a, yeah. in a way of whether it is you have a bad trip as everyone says well that bad trip is probably just that unconscious mind coming into play and there was something that was sitting there that needed to come up and you got led towards these bad trips because mm. um now in your case it could be completely different it sounds a little bit more i know like people can have more psycho um like the anxiety and stuff can come can in. Can come out, but that's yeah, a yeah. good point, man. But Maybe that like, happened for me. Maybe yeah. it was something underneath lying, and it came bloody right up into my face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now like, going on a, co- I'm just going to point out cocaine and speed, and going on those kind of binges. Those drugs do a completely different thing. Mm. Um, it gives you more of an ego and stuff like that. Yes. You know, you like. There's no benefit in that in that spiritual yeah, world right. to it. Yeah. yeah, just gets you high. It's not actually create which we were discussing before it's like yeah mdma obviously made me feel love and i was like a false sense of love but you know it still felt real within me and i was like that's what i want in my life Mm. so i really loved mdma was always my my drug of choice um illegally drug of choice like i loved that when you get good stuff it's like fuck that's how i want to feel and i've created that feeling now and i and like i said i know like I know what it's like to be high and the, the work I do now and the, the, the methods I do on a daily basis get me to that level. Otherwise I wouldn't do it, you know what I mean? Like if I just juggled for two hours straight and it was like, oh yeah, I just feel whatever or jump in an ice bath and I hop down and felt the same, you wouldn't do it. Mm. The reason I do it is because I'm getting this, I'm filling that side of me up that was once drawn to drugs that now I seek it through other things yeah that that are giving me the same hit they're activating all those same neurotransmitters and stuff like that and yeah i'm interested will um i love firstly i guess i'd like to acknowledge you for sharing all this about yourself no no worries at all man love it um i'm really interested in uh this anxiety that you were experiencing Mm -hmm. did you 
did anything come up for you that you had to overcome? Like you said that you've overcome stuff, you've done a lot of work, you've spoken about how, um, you know, you do dancing to put yourself out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. to embrace this new territory. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What was the learning from a lot of that anxiety yeah. and struggle that you had? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, how do I answer it? I guess like, I don't even know. I think it was just... Just breathe into it. Just take your time. Yeah. Breathe into it. We don't know the answer, so you must. Yeah, so just reword it for me again. So, like, what was the anxiety showing me, like... Well, um... How'd you get to that place of anxiety? Yeah. Like, coming from going to school. Like, I I don't want to put words in, but I, I think this is what you might be... Like, going to school, you've got ADHD then you get all that kind of stuff you you know you've got all this extra energy yeah you'd probably like feel like you're maybe not fitting in yeah fitting yeah, in absolutely. because there's like schools are shit of a place yeah in like if you don't fit in kids fucking mm. nail you yeah like they do they like do, I see yeah. It. Yeah, yeah yeah so all of that up to you know age 17 when you greened out yeah is that is that Where yeah. are you coming from, Tristan? Is that... Well, how do you feel about that summation? Is that accurate? Well, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, like, were you saying, what was the anxiety doing to me in a way? Like, what was I so anxious about? Is that what we're that's getting? Where, that's okay. where... Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we need to say Okay, my brain's just trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. So I was just... An- like I said, I was anxious of everything. So if someone was like, come to a party... Okay, okay, cool. So if someone was like, come to a party and hang out, I'd be like, just social anxiety, scared, shitless, like, oh, fuck. Like, this, this worried about stuff and all oh, like... What sort of worries? Like... Kids are going through it today. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. So it'd be like... I've got a... Do you want me to... Let's just... You take a breath. Like, yeah. for me, like, I... Because I used to have a drinking problem and stuff like that as well. And when I'd go to a, uh, a party, I'd sweat, man. Yeah. Under my armpits, I was so anxious of people looking at me and judging me mm. and doing all that. As soon as I had a couple of drinks, bang, went away. Stop. Yes. Yeah. And that's why, that's where the drugs started too, because it was like, now I go out sober and have a time in my life, but back in the day, there's no fucking way. It's like, give me the drugs, because when the drugs hit, then that goes out the window, and I don't care what people think. I don't care about the situation and the drinks, like you said, it takes that. Anxiety is just scared of everything. It's like, if I was going to come here or something, I'd be like, oh, fuck, like, how can I get out of it? Or I don't want to go there because, like, what happens if they think I'm weird? Like, what happens if, I don't know, like, they think my hair's weird? Or, like, fuck, whatever. Mm, like, you mm. know, you're just thinking bullshit stories. Mm. And anxiety's living in the future. So you're worrying, instead of being in the present, because mm. all these stories you make up in your head about doing something are usually so incorrect. And it's like, you get there and it's nothing like that. Mm. It's just we're just making these stories up and the ego's just trying to stop you from, from doing it. So I was just scared of everything. Like, that's the only way I can yes. find a way to put it. it so like, your younger self would get invited to a party and you'd freak out about all the things that could go wrong and all the ways you just didn't want to do anything. You didn't want to do anything. Yeah, you're just like, it's safe if I don't go. So then, nothing can happen if I don't go. Like, that's just an example, but it'd be like anything. Like, do you want to come do this or whatever? It's just like, yeah. What's going to happen? probably nothing you know what I mean like nothing it's just like you'd go there and and I guess like another thing is too is the people I've been around like I never I guess fully like I found my people now mm-hmm. 
and that's the other difference too like maybe my higher self knew you just don't vibe with these people as mm. well mm-hmm. it's like because when you find your people like I've, i know and this is a good example like i started seeing myself as an introvert i'm not an introvert i fucking love being out there like if you know me i love being around people and being the center of attention and this and that like yeah i love my own time too to reground myself but there's a lot of people out there that still think they're introverts you just haven't found any people yet mm. like yeah you might be slightly more introverted than some but when you find your true people i can guarantee you're not gonna be an introvert like you might like i said still be a bit but you will love being around those people because the people I was around, it was just like, they don't make me feel good. Mm. We're all drinking, we're doing drugs. It's nothing, nothing really that I'm seeking here. Yeah. So that's probably another reason why I just didn't want to be around these people because I just didn't know myself, what I wanted. Mm. And then once, like, once I found them, it's just like, I love being around people as much as possible now. It's incredible. But they've got to be the right people. Yeah, well, our self-worth is determined by the five people we spend the most time with. So mm. we tend to attract that which we are. Yes. And, um, yeah, the more, I guess, you grew in your sense of self, yep. the more able you were to attract awesome people. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Once you do the inner work, all those right people start start coming to us. So, yeah, I love it. Well, you start creating a different story, don't you? The story mm. that the, the life that you want yep. when you're ready to open up to that and... 100%. Yeah, sweet. So I'm interested, because it was so hard, did you shrink your whole entire world and not do stuff? Or did you still do the stuff but just use drugs to get you through it? Yeah, that's a good question too. So the drugs made me be able to do the stuff. Yeah. So like I went traveling to America and stuff and I was like, I'm safe because I've got my drugs. You know, I can get through the plane flight because, like, I was scared of that. It was, like, you know, a 14-hour flight. I'm like, I just dosed the fuck out of Valium, Xanax, all that shit. Got me through it. I'm like, as long as i got this stuff with me, which is translated to juggling gear now, it's like... Ah. That's... It's like I'm carrying around... Habit, yeah. yeah, I'm carrying around my drugs. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, cool. Bit of time here, bit of awkward time to kill. It's like, I can just I can just juggle or I can just get into my power, my my energy my confidence and yep. really activate that that energy of mine mm. as soon as i put those things in my hand mm. it's like back in the day i was open my wallet pull out a valium mm. and now it's like i've got the i've got that that's my tool mm. so that's why i see my drug addiction went straight into juggling yep. and it's yeah it's it's cool i love it it's a healthy really healthy way of um doing it so. it's a very resourceful way yeah yeah it's like compounds in a positive thing was <laughs> like yeah but yeah like you said i'd be able to go out and party and dance and that fear of dance went out the window when i was on mdma i'd just be like cool i don't give a fuck i felt mm. that exact feeling when i've been juggling in front of people mm. i'm like i literally feel like i'm on mdma yeah without eye wobbles and sort of shit going on like some slightly less intense of course yeah, yeah. and way more in control mm. when i do something that's really uncomfortable like juggling in front of people at a place and there's all people and music high energy going and I've really fallen into that and I'm just like holy shit like that's crazy that we can activate that so it's tapping into your one love in that it is man I think what's more crazy is that we've created a synthetic version of what's already within us Yes, because that, that's another really good point. A drug is going into us and activating. Because if you stare at that pill on the table, it's not going to do anything to mm, you. Mm. But it's going into you. Mm. Like I said, the Ritalin, I take the Ritalin. It's activating norepinephrine, dopamine, which is inside of us. Mm. And just triggered it. Because all pills look the same. And 
So it's like, what makes them different? They're just activating something within us. I was, I was always fascinated by drugs. I really was. Um, how is this little pill doing what it does? And I just fucking mind blown all the time. That's why I experimented with it. And, and it was like, the ice bath is just freezing cold water that makes you feel like you're on Ritalin. And it's like, mm. that came from within me. The juggling gives us dopamine, uh, exercise gives us endorphins, you know, like there's ways of, act- like we want adrenaline, jump out of a plane or do something like that. And you're going to get, you know, you're going to get these highs <laughs> that are insane, but you, it's all within you. So once you, like Tristan said, it's brilliant. It's all within us and any feeling you are seeking will come from you if you do the work. Mm. Mm. So I love mm. that, man. That's really good. So how have you come from this person who's scared of doing everything, needs to carry these drugs with you to get through life yep. to slowly having I'm assuming slowly could have happened fast but yep. to taking that step to like I'm not going to have the drugs today yep. and I'm going to be okay like, yeah it was slow was it was yeah. it I'm going to be okay or was it maybe I'm going to be okay or I hope I'm going to be okay what was it like it was okay that's a, this is a good part of the story too it, it was slow process and it actually all came down to healing so um, my partner at the time met a lady um, at her work and she started doing some work on me, some energy work, just removing all those low vibrational stuff that was attached to my energy fields that was just feeding me, telling me to do, like this thing latched onto me, man, just telling me to do shit, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, I don't know if many people are going to understand entities and stuff like that if you've ever heard of it, but it's just, yeah, like some people may, some people may. Like, what Speak to the audience about? like they don't know you and yeah. anything about what you're talking about okay cool so yeah so entities anyways i had a lot of entities on me feeding so me entities? so it's just like i guess a spirit a bad spirit yeah yeah you can see it that way yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just feeding me you know yeah. what i mean it's like this voice in my head controlling <clears throat> me and i felt i felt i was never getting off drugs she started clearing this stuff out and and i believe there is some people that really do need help in that way like, I can give you the tools I've got today, but you might need more, like I did. You know what I mean? I would have never got off it without these people. They removed that energy. Yeah, I did the work. And mm-hmm. she always reminds me of that. You did the work. But also, she cleared that stuff out. Tell us what she did. Well, what Literally, did she do? it's basically speaking on an energetic level. So it's like talking to, you know, your higher self and it's clearing stuff out. Like guides yeah. and stuff. Your, your soul, guides. your spirit. Yep. Spirit yeah. guides. Yep. Basically, from like a higher, yeah. It's going to sound wacky to a lot of people, but yeah, it's, um, <laughs> oh, well, I think so, we all know we've got like a spirit or a soul in us and yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not fake. It's, it's real. It's a science. It's like, you know, believe it or show, not, show it's, love, uh, show love. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see love. You feel it. You can feel um, it. Oh man. You know go. what it feels like. It's yes. fucking amazing. There we go. Now we're talking. That's good, that's, man. That's spirit soul. Like, you, you know, like it's true. Feeling. Yeah. It's quantum. Yeah, it's all that. So, so as we know, some people are just gifted on this world, you know, that can do certain things. And these people I've come across lucky enough have been gifted to be able to speak to that higher self and clear out that stuff, you know, and that old karma and all that sort of shit. So it started clearing that out. As but I want to know more about this. And I know that Will Harvey's got, got the answers and I know yeah. that you've got the answers, but I want to know more because <laughs> like you've gone to these healers mm. and like healers are a bit woo-woo, right? And they've done this stuff to you and we don't know what stuff they've done to you it's, but they've, they've dealt well, with these hang on they've dealt with these yeah, entities yeah 
Um, it's a hard but, topic to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but we're here for a hard time, right? So It's not all easy. It's, it's just hard to explain because it's like she will be essentially getting messages through mm. her, her head. Yep. And you don't know what she's you don't know what she's saying. Yep. She's just like, okay, they're telling me this. You're gonna feel something in the left side of your brain get cleared out. Um, you've got this device latched onto you. They're telling me um, we're gonna clear that out, and you feel it. Yep. You freaking feel it, man. That's when it's like I don't care if people go, oh, he's talking shit, whatever. I know this shit's real because I'm living proof. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, and so, you understand. So it. you felt the change. You feel the change. And and what was she doing? Was she We're on we're on the phone. Her, we're on the phone together. She was together. on the phone. We're on the phone yeah. together. So she was tapping into your energy field. Yeah. 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 It's probably one way you'd say it. Talking to maybe my being and seeing what's going on or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want well, to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz you got to remember we can send a, a text message to someone on the other side of the world mm-hmm. and that bloody picture comes up mm-hmm. so we can tap into everything yeah. everything's energy we can tap bro. into energy so. yeah. of course we can everything's yeah. energy. i just want to hear him say it yeah <laughs> <laughs> everything's energy it's just like always be careful who i talk about because some people will just be like well no because more people need to I, I feel need to hear about this and yeah uh, you know it's a good time to start talking about tapping into energy because mm. everything's got energy yeah table yeah it does yeah. trico yeah you know the grass yeah nature the sea everything I love it. Yeah. And so that started happening. And what, what actually shifted for me was my consciousness started to raise. Mm. I was clearing this stuff out. And Can I, I just s- pause there? I really am going to interrupt. What was she clearing? So clearing out the entities and all that sort of... What devices. was the entity attached? Like what, what, was its, what was its thing grabbing hold of you? So it's just like a... Because drugs are essentially entities. Mm-hmm. They are. So when we're taking that, you're allowing these things to come in and you're giving it permission basically to, and they're, they're feeding off our life force. So I believe that's what it is. So it's like coming in there and it's doing what it's doing. And yeah, so once that got cleared out, which I don't, I can't explain more because I don't don't understand it enough about it. But, um, but anyway, it all got cleared out over time, lots of sessions. And then, like I said, the consciousness started to raise and you start seeing things for what they are. That's the best way to put it. It's like, okay, drugs were giving me, say, in my mind, 90% good, 10% shit, maybe 15% shit. You wake up, maybe you don't feel that good, you're a bit tired, you get back on it, whatever. And it's like when you first start drinking, when you're 18, you get pissed, you wake up the next day, it's no big deal. It's like 90% fun, right? Mm. And you like, maybe feel a little bit shit in the morning. You go drink 10 drinks right now, you're going to feel like shit for three, four days. <laughs> Your consciousness is raised, you become more sensitive, mm. you're seeing that drug that alcohol what it's same with bad food man if we all went out bad food now we're gonna feel like shit mm. when we were a kid the body just goes, you're unaware of it so my consciousness changed and i started seeing the drugs for what they were doing they had some real funky side effects started happening you know like just weird feelings my brain i feel my brain shutting off i felt disconnected out of my body i was like what the fuck just happened like a month ago this didn't happen why do i feel like i have no control in my body with the uh ritalin and no that was with um benzodiapine so like valiums uh, the razapam i really felt disconnected at one stage and i was like wow now i see what she's talking about i'm seeing 90 percent pain 10 percent high and then like last time i took pills i was fucked like four or five days and i um I was just not myself and felt so disconnected from this world. And I was like, okay, now I really see what it's doing. So I got pushed out of it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't have stopped doing drugs. I was like, okay, 
this pain's pain makes us move. Pain's not a bad thing in a way because it gives you that push to head in another direction. It's like, you know, if your knee's hurting at gym, you're not going to keep doing the same thing. It's like, how can I fix this? Well, you, you think that, but people do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Strap like, it up. Yeah. Put a, yeah. Put a bit of tape around there. <laughs> Sweet. But don't get me wrong, there is still people, yeah, that will still feel like shit after just getting on the Just another band aid, just taking another benzo or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of your strengths um, is that you've learned that pain is a teacher mm-hmm. i don't mm. think everyone's learned that yet no that's that's really nice to hear because i always just thought everyone would do what i'll do if they were in that situation but maybe not because some people get cancer when they're smoking and probably still smoke they do whereas if i got a cough i'd throw the ciggies away because mm. i'm like pain pain's not fun pain's not good how can i stop pain and it's like and i i seek so there's pain and then there's like discomfort i seek the discomfort of things because it grows me, makes me a better person, but I ideally get away from pain because pain's like, who wants pain? Yeah, but I, I think it's a, it's a part of life, um, pain. Like, it's it's part of living. Like, you have to get heartbroken or yeah. whether... Yeah, heartbreak breaks different for sure. Yeah, but you don't w- seek it. You don't seek it, but no, it no, teaches but, you. Yeah. yeah, I've learned a lot through heartbreak and stuff like that, yeah. and um, it grows you. And, and like one uh, friend of mine said to me, heartbreak's actually opening your heart. Mm. And I was like, when mm. I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's... And then I thought about it, I'm like, no, she's right. Like, my heart's way more open once I recovered mm. from mm. the heartbreak. My heart opens up more every girl I see. What you a know? beautiful, yeah. Yeah, I become more, more vulnerable and, and, <laughs> and loving love I love more. that. Yeah. Mm. Because it opens up, we, we mend it back. Your heart gets. Mm. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, once you've been through a breakup or a heartbreak, you don't want it. That's loving away. someone. That's loving someone, not just banging them on That's... a one night stand. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. But... And I think that's that's so. I just love that, mm. Will. It is. It's mm. nice, man. It's, it's so good, true. It's a because good quite often we just, we just, wrap up our heart and we close it off mm. and so many people once they're hurt they close their heart man yeah. whereas I do the opposite it's like I want to open it up more and how can mm. I learn from that and because love to me is a huge priority man I, yeah. I love it I and whether that's a a friend or a partner yeah. or a dog or a cat or mum dad whatever it is like I just love love because yeah. it's, it's such a high frequency work yeah. unconditional love yep. it's tattooed on the arm so Beautiful, I remember man. yeah yeah, uh, it's incredible. But like cause it, what you said, like I can, what's coming to me now with that is that from every girlfriend that I had um, growing up, I could look back and go, well, yeah, I needed that from her, that from her, mm-hmm. that from her. Yes. Um, loved every moment of it and had a really good time with them. But yep. obviously the, it wasn't the, yeah, the girl that I was meant to settle. And I probably gave stuff to, um, for them to emotionally whatever. Um, so it's like, Every, like you say, every heartbreak, you get something from that relationship each time, which mm. just grows you bigger too, and bigger. Man. And you yeah. can probably sit there and like do it, you know, after this and, and think about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I needed to get what I needed from that relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, we're just talking about um, your partner, but that can be friends. Yep. That can well, be you have needs, your mum and dad. Yep. Um, it could have been a dad from a girlfriend or a, a mum from a boyfriend or what like you know there's all these relationships i i believe happen for a reason do, and yeah. you take whatever you need from that yeah. um sure, and then, yeah they usually say around 30 your spirit's ready to go 30 women 
No, no. <laughs> when you turn 30, oh. like, it's had 30 like, years to, to, to figure, like, you know. And if, if you do think about it, you know, the closer you get to 30. Yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. I was like, 30 women. That's a whether lot it's to a, go notch through, on the, a notch on the belt yeah. or just, you know, 30 years. Probably is about 30 women before you realise what you want, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Will's here taking his shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah looking at himself in the mirror. <laughs> Uh, leave the pants on, buddy. <laughs> we can do that Instagram photo later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love yeah, it's not the club. Tumblr, it's is not it? the club. <laughs> yeah, it's not anyway. the only club he's playing with. <laughs> oh, we love this That's guy. Sick. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you could like if you're 30 now. If you're not quite 30, like you still can feel it. Like at, you know, I started waking him up at the age of really taking probably 21 yep you know and by the, i was still young dumb stupid and full of cum and so i was making <laughs> shit loads of mistakes as a young male yeah shit loads of mistakes at the same time my consciousness was awakening and by the time i got to the age of 30 yeah um i knew myself a little bit better yep and then you know, and it's probably like I can look back on it. I don't know if it's resonating. How old are you? Uh, 31. Yeah. 31, yeah. yeah. And now I turned 37 the other day. Big up, wait. And, and from those seven years, from that being 30 to 37 now, from those seven years, I reckon I've had the biggest growth of mm. knowing who I am, being mm. confident with who I am, yep. saying, no, this is my values and this is what I, I want to live by. And, you know, there's still a... Mm. Some I still compromise um, with stuff. Um, like, you know, if my wife wants to do stuff, I used to say yes all the time. Get better saying no, not today. Yeah. I, I want to, it's usually I just want to stay at home and chill because yep. I need more chill time. Yep. Now, the older I've got, I need to relax and stuff. And 100%. And you're honoring your, your energy, you're listening to that. Instead yeah. Of forcing it, like you'll go to a high energy activity, but you really don't feel like it. Yeah. You can do it, but also it's going to make you feel like shit because you're like, I needed to rest. Yeah. 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 So, it's good, it's, it, yeah, the more you tap into that, um, I've completely forgotten where I was taking that. <laughs> well, but it's just getting to know, like, yeah, it's waking your soul up. Yeah. Learning. The more you can take out of relationships and learn from past mistakes and whatever, and yep. you know, yeah, it's positive reflection that, that really empowers you, and yeah, you've done that, and that's what you teach. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's yeah, awesome. so cool. That's yeah. sick. It, it sounds like you've done that with your life, and and you're teaching that too. Like yeah, ref- like um, knowing my values and everything with yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. It's like what, yeah, like seeking what we actually want out of this life, you know what I mean? And who we want in our life and what we want and, yeah, what do you want your life to look like, so. What was it that that really important girlfriend gave you? I mean, she gave you so much and... Um, The one that, the the one that I said that changed, helped me a lot. Um, So she, she basically got me onto the healers. So you were, and you were counting the last the other twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Will. <laughs> Shit, exposed. No. <laughs> um, no. Nah, so she, yeah, she just basically, yeah, she helped me, I guess, get back out of mum and dad's, and you know, she mothered me a lot too. Like that's why I was attracted. I found I had that repeat pattern with a couple of girlfriends was being mothered. So anyway, so I identified that, mm. which I knew, but I was just suppressing the fuck out of it because um, it was easy. 
But anyway, she basically got me onto these healers and stuff like that, and that's where my life really changed because I'm like, maybe I would, I probably would have found them without her, but also it's like I always go, well, she was there to bring me these people. Mm. And we're friends now. I bumped into her the other day. We had an amazing chat, and it's good. She's got a new partner. I'm so fucking happy for them, and it's beautiful to have that connection because mm. every person I've been with, I just want to share... I want. I see that as a deeper connection. We know each other on a deeper level. I totally. want them. I want them in my life, and I want them to both respect each other. Me and her respect each other, and um, yeah, just have deeper love for each other. So that's important for me, and I'm glad I've got that with most of the girls. So yeah, I think that's pretty important. But um, yeah, like I said, she basically got me the healers, and um, and then once we broke up, that's when life really took off because it was like I stood into my power. It's like, okay, you got to start learning to look after yourself at the age of fucking 29 or whatever yeah. and broke up with her and then growth just skyrocketed. I was feeling physically sick at that stage because there was so much shit going on. Yeah. And when I came out the other side, I was like re- reborn. And that's when that older met you probably around not long after that. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, you've seen who I am today, not who I was. Yeah. So it happened quite quickly since, since December... Not last year, the year before. So about a year and a half yeah. has been like skyrocket. Yeah, after that. So yeah, a lot happened, and um, it's cool. I've well, seen you grow a lot in that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot change even in that time, man. Yeah. Every every week there's something happening, and I love it. Yeah, it's so exciting, and um, yeah, well, we've known each other probably probably nearly a year. It probably is a year actually. It probably is a year. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a year, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you would have seen change, and that's awesome. And um, yeah, I love it, man. Likewise. So yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. That's it. It's awesome. Gone both ways. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Beautiful. So, cool. Tell us, um, you burst into this scene of entertainment. Yep. You got these, I think you got a couple of gigs going, coming up yep. that you can talk about, maybe some that you can't talk about. Yep. What is it about entertaining that you love so much? So, one of the, I had a bit of an epiphany why I got into juggling. It hit me a few months ago is to overcome a huge fear. Mm. And that's why I said I, I, I follow where the growth is mm. and there's the massive fear of getting in front of people and performing all eyes on me and handling that pressure because that had been a big thing that caused a lot of anxiety too. Mm. Before I actually took drugs and greened out, I actually had anxiety around that sort of thing. So it's a huge fear. Mm. Um, and now I love it. I thrive in it. You know what I mean? It's Just like being in front of people. Being in front of people yeah. and performing. Like, hey, everyone stop, watch me. It's like I used to be like, you know, I didn't want to do that. And you still get a buzz and still get a bit of nervy and excited. But also it's like learning to control that and being like, you're just like having that confidence in yourself to go, okay, you're going to get up in front of people today and perform. You know you're good enough to do this Mm. and have that trust in myself that I don't need to even worry about it because like I'm not going to doubt myself. I know what I'm doing. I'm good Mm. at. So it's like, but it's just battling that voice in your head because like my mate was laughing at me the other day. I, I juggled at the Brisbane Mastermind and he was pissing himself laughing because he's like, I know how much that's killing him because I just kept dropping. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, man, he'd smash that 10 out of 10 times when no one's yeah, there. Yeah. But he got, I got in my head yeah. and I just kept dropping and dropping and he saw it. And it's like growth in that because it's like you're failing in front of people. Yeah. But it's like, how do you deal with it from there? Yeah. And, and I didn't deal with it properly and I started dropping more. I didn't compose myself. Yeah. Stop, breathe, just go, you got this, man. It's just one little fuck up. It's going to yeah. happen. It's going to happen all it the happens, time. Yeah, Pros do it all the time, man. You're still impressed when you're watching. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, you're not doing good enough. And I make it harder than I have to for myself. I'm like, oh, you're not impressing them. Do something hard that you can barely do. And then I fuck it up. And it's like, it's just a, it's just the biggest See? mindset game. You're an idiot. You shouldn't have done that. You just dropped it. Yeah. 
It's just a bad Everyone win. does it, don't they? Everyone yeah. does it. So I'm, I'm learning to deal with that and overcome that. And yeah. the only way to do that is put yourself out there and face it and do it. Mm. And that's why I've, I've been pulled in. But I love it. The buzz and the, and the mm. inspiring people, that really fills me up. And I love it when people are like, that's inspired me. And you've just made someone's day through you entertaining. It fills me up. In a, and that, that makes sense why I would have always wanted attention in class and just doing dumb shit in class or whatever because I'm like I want the attention and I want to be like people like oh look what he did or whatever and so I found a way to achieve that in in a healthy healthy way um, and inspire people and make myself feel good so yeah yeah and bursting through your fears and discomforts mm, and challenges yeah. along yep. the way 100% yeah. man it's a it's a big one for me so yeah it's exciting I love it mm. well, yeah, when you find that one love and you, you start going down that passion and it just pulls you down that mm. love without any effort yep just be, yeah, yeah it feels like it's just a habit you're not even yeah. trying it's just like yeah. oh I'm doing it so it's yeah. like I hop out of the car the other day to the gym I wasn't even going to juggle and before I know how to walk in I got my bag I was like why'd you bring that you're not, you didn't want to even juggle in the gym today you got other shit to do yeah. and I was like oh it's here it's like it just it just like it's just like I hopped out of the car I wasn't even thinking it's just yeah. programmed it's like cool we take this because yeah. you might want to juggle yeah. <laughs> juggling between sets it's yeah, the brain, yeah oh, literally man yeah. it is it is do that so. now man It'd be yeah. pretty cool if everyone did that, got out of the car and took their confidence with them. Mm, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure, man, yeah. yeah man. It's that extra bag of confidence. Yeah, so. man, if you need uh, need the proof of following your one love, Will was your man, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> eh? Love it, love it. So tell us a little bit more about this ice bath and breath work. Um, it's obviously something that you've used as a tool. Now mm-hmm. you offer it as a service. Yep, yep. So that was another big turning point in my life when I started getting a lot more conscious. After doing all the healing and stuff and I came into the breath work, I came across the Wim Hof Method. Um, the first time I did it, I just dived straight into it and just did it without even looking into anything. No one oh, told really? Me. No one. That different. doesn't sound like you. Yeah. <laughs> no one so told me. Passed out yeah. in the water. Yeah. Head first. <laughs> no one told me. No one told me anything about it, and I was like, "All right." I had a full belly, and I was like, "Right." Someone's told me about this. I'm going to try it. And when I when I heard it that time, I was like, "I'm just going to do it." I'm like, "I'm not going to wait till tomorrow." I'm going. I don't put shit off. It's like if I want to do it. It's like when I was when I found the juggling. I was like, I went and got. Fucking golf balls straight away as soon as I could because I couldn't get juggling balls. I was like, "What can I juggle?" Yeah, and I went and bought them. Into your power, you became a man of action. Yeah, straight away, man. It's like within like when I found out, and as soon as I had that opportunity, I I prioritized it because I'm like, okay, why wait? Because I might lose the idea. So let's just act on it. So I did it. Literally, the partner at the time told me about it, and and well, there you go. She's helped me with that too. And I grabbed my phone, typed in Wim Hof method, and started breathing within 20 seconds. Mm. And my belly was full and it wasn't a good time. And because <laughs> you meant to do it with an empty belly as I read afterwards. And and then anyway, I did it. Something drew, drew me to do it again because I must have got something out of it or whatever. I was like, this is funny. I'll try it without, with an empty stomach. And I felt incredible. I was like, holy shit. What the fuck just happened? Why is everyone in the world not doing this? That was my mentality straight away. I was like, everyone needs to do this shit. Like this is, I just started breathing on the floor and I feel fucking incredible. I'm so grateful for life. And then that led to me looking in more into Wim Hof, started looking at the ice exposure and then eased my way into that. And same thing happened after I did the ice bath. My first cold one, I jumped out and I was like, everyone needs to experience this because this is what I've been looking for yeah. my whole life. 
And then that, that, my, that Valium story came into the ice bath that day. And I did a four minute ice bath at like four degrees, felt incredible, best I'd ever felt. I was on drugs, I'm ringing people like, oh my God, like what have I just experienced? And I was sitting there on the couch, just mind blown. I still remember as clear as day, man. I'm sitting there just, holy fuck, what just happened? What just happened? Like that, I feel so good. I'm like, I want more, give me more. I jumped it back in the ice bath for like 21 minutes. <laughs> and it, I checked the temperature because I had a thermometer and it was 7.5 degrees and I sat there for 21 minutes. Yeah. And I didn't understand what, how the after drop works and all this. And I was pushing, I could feel the point where I was forcing. Yeah. And you just don't, this thing teaches you some lessons, man. Hey, and I was like forcing it and I hopped out and I was like, cause I was like, as soon as I hop out, my body's gonna start warming up. I'm not gonna yeah. get in hypothermia. I'm gonna feel it in here. And I hopped out, I just didn't understand. And then like a minute or two later, I'm like, oh, like I feel a bit funny. I was like, I feel a bit faint, I feel cold. I'm like, this isn't good. Mm. And you get colder about four or five minutes after an ice bath. So I started putting like hot water on my hands and I was like, I was like, nah, that's not working. Run upstairs, I nearly passed out up the stairs. I was so fucking out of it, man. <laughs> and then I got in the hot shower till it ran out of water. Like my skin was all funny, I was dizzy, I was just all over the place well in a state of hypothermia freaking out ran out of hot water hopped out it was, it was november as well it would have been november or early december hopped into bed so we're talking hot weather it would have been hot weather i've hopped into bed i think i had a shirt on or a jumper on um, under my covers just shivering for like probably 40 minutes straight freaking the fuck out my partner at the time said and her best friend at the time said don't you do an ice bath by yourself because we know what you're like and I was like, they said it to me and I was like, maybe the ego was like, I'll show them or, or like, who knows what I was thinking. But I was like, nah, like, don't listen. You've got this, you know, you trust yourself. Yeah. And then I've learned the hard way. And that's embodying it in a way too. Cause it's like, like I said, I've learned the hard way of why you don't breathe with a full stomach. I've learned why you, you know, listen to your body and don't force in an ice bath. Um, learned why you don't do a stupidly long ice bath on your first cold one. Like, like I've learned so many through things and someone's got to do it. You know what I mean? Because we, a smart man learns from his mistakes, which I did, but a smarter man, like you two can learn through my mistakes and go, well, Will did it. That was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do what Will did because Will told us that was a shit time. I'm not going <laughs> to sit in an ice bath for 21 minutes on my first one. Yeah. Um, so, but like someone had to do it because no one would have realized what hypothermia was till someone hopped down and went, oh, I'm in a shit state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not do what old mate did because yeah. that was shit. So we so. should be thanking you for thanking this. Thanking me, yeah. Even Thank though you, you, Will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that happened. and um, But I respected it. I learned a lot of respect after that for the ice bath and how powerful it is. And, and yeah, and more isn't always more. It's no. basically, yeah. yeah. More isn't always better, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's having that. Like, I should have settled because I was feeling incredible. Yeah. I should have stopped there. You got but, your buzz. Yeah. And then went, like usual, just a little bit further. A little, little, <laughs> little, bit, of, little bit of a nudge. And um, sure enough, it's like overtraining at the gym. It's like yeah. you can go backwards yeah. or, you know, yeah. taking too many drugs, you get too stim- stimulated and you don't feel good. It's like mm. finding that balance and mm. being disciplined enough to accept that this is good. Yeah, so... <laughs> Can you juggle too much? That's a good question. I was actually thinking that as we were talking. I was like, do I juggle too much? I was like, is there... Like, there is times where you do get... There is times where you... 
It's an interesting one, man, because there's times where I've been extremely tired and started juggling and feel incredible because mm. it's releasing dopamine. But then there's some times where you feel like you're forcing and it can cause stress. For yeah. me, yeah. I do get stressed out sometimes, as Paul has pointed out. It can cause me stress when I'm forcing. And I, I have identified those patterns of striving for perfectionism with stuff. Being, my, being a Virgo, that can happen too. You know, you're striving for something that can be unrealistic. Mm. And also... Yeah, like sometimes you're just really tired and you just need to honour that and not force through that because that comes down to that forcing. So, it's, yeah, it's the same listening to the body. It's like going to the gym too much, I guess. Yeah. But like I do juggle every day and there's, I've had maybe four days off ever since I started juggling, Yeah. I think, because I was sick at one stage. Um, but besides that, I might do a smaller day of juggling. I might do 20, 30 minutes as yeah. opposed to an hour and a half, two hours or something like that. But yeah, it's just listening to the body with everything we do. So, yeah, yeah. I guess you can overdo everything, for sure. Trusting oh, re- repetitive. Yeah, what's yeah. it called? Listen carpal to the tunnel. Soul. Yeah, carpal tunnel. Like, I guess you could get. If I was doing five hours every day or whatever, I guess you could probably start to yeah, do some. That, yeah. yeah, create yeah. some over overuse. Overuse. Yeah, yeah if you're yeah. doing it too obsessively. So it's good to have a day. I think where it's you know like a little bit less for sure. Mm. Yeah. So, cool. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Um, where we at? How are we going? Yeah, you got any good. more questions? Um, no, I think I'm pretty good. Do you have any? Do you have any more? Well, I was just wondering if there was anything else that Will had to add. Otherwise, we might um, yeah, hear about where we can mm. hit him up for some ice baths. Yeah, we might. Breathing or entertainment. Yeah, if you want to hire. Yeah. You want to hire. Yeah. How you can hire Will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um... Yeah, so just I guess the best way to reach out to me is through my Instagram, which is at Will Stonehouse, um, which we can maybe put in the link here yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, we'll pop it all up. Yeah, so that's a good way. Even if you just want general entertainment on Instagram, like I seem to be giving that to a lot of people reaching out to me and loving what I do. So, um, and that's not just juggling; that's just all sorts of stuff. Um, do you do 18th birthdays, weddings? Open to it 21st, all. 21st, 30th. Yeah, kids parties, open kids, to it all. Hens, yep. bucks. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've um, done one hens party before. That was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Does it cost more for you to take your shirt off? Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. Depends. I, feel I, like I don't want to answer that. <laughs> I don't want to answer that. I feel yeah. like it, it should be double the price. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. the pecs walk in the door yeah. before you do. <laughs> I mean, you should see this guy's rig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So reach up. out to me on Instagram, Will Stonehouse, and um, any questions for yeah for coaching, ice baths, breath work, um, general entertainment, or just if you just want entertainment to watch watch on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Beautiful um, man. We'll Will's get got an yeah, amazing story as you can see and he's come out um on the top of it by reverting back. I always say this to Mother Nature. Mm. Yeah, um, that's a big one too. Yeah, yeah, and and allowing that to come through in whilst you know using the ice baths. Um Connecting work, with these emotions yeah. and mm. instincts. Emotional intelligence is, yeah, feeling yeah. your emotions, honoring them. Yeah, the good and the bad, yep. man, that's a good one. And also leaning on others for some help. Yeah, don't be, yeah, find your people that you can open up and mm. be comfortable and vulnerable around. Like, then they're not going to judge you. And that's the problem why people don't open up, because they know their friends might hang shit on them. Mm. It's like, well, they're not your people. So they're yeah. not going to give you a hug and support you 
and give you love and help you work through it like why would you want that in your life and that show comes back to our self-worth it's like you think you're only worth friends that are going to judge you that's bullshit it's like you want friends who reciprocate the love you give to them you know what i mean and if it's not reciprocated i I swing the axe pretty quickly with anyone that doesn't reciprocate what i give to them so and that's one more thing i want to add actually is yeah don't don't be afraid to cut this is the advice i always give to people don't be afraid to cut people off in your life because it only allows more room for more people to come into your life as we don't so much lose the person, we, we lose the energy flow that's attached to that person. So there's been a week where I cut maybe three girls out of my life and I think three girls came in like two days later and they're way more suited for me. You know, they were into like hula hooping and more circus stuff. I was like, thank you, universe. Like, that's freaking incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah, so they slid right in and it happens all the time. So yeah. don't be afraid because people hang on to people because they go, I'm going to cut them off and I've got no one. That's bullshit. There's yeah. how many billion people in the world? I don't even know. It'd be billions. Seven billion. Huh? Seven billion. There you go, whatever. So it's like, you can't say there's not going to be another 10 people that are going to come into you pretty quickly. Yeah. So trust yeah. it. Go find what you love mm. and hang around there. It'll yeah. help. Awesome. No, I'm pretty happy with that. So, Beautiful. Cool, yeah. man. Well, awesome. we're, we're really thrilled to have you. And awesome. yeah, thanks yeah. for sharing so vulnerably. And, yep. I and love it. thank you to who listened all the way to the end. Um, if you know anyone that might have an interesting story and um, would be a good fit on here as well, uh, drop us a DM, either Tristan or me. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get in contact with them. Yeah, and if you guys can like and comment anything that uh, stuck out to you today that was really meaningful or important or powerful, uh, we'd, we'd love to hear it. And I'm sure Will would love to know that uh, it's resonated with you guys. Mm, so, yeah, amazing. please love do it. that. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Peace, health, and love. Sweet.